Hi everyone, welcome or welcome back to In Bloom Podcast. My name is Abby Aslan and I'm the host of this podcast. This week we're going to be doing a good old Q&A. It's been a minute since I've done one of these. I don't know if, I feel like I did one kind of like soon after I started work, but I can't remember if it was right before or right after. But needless to say, it's been a while and I love doing these because I just feel like I am talking to close friends and I just love them because I feel like it allows me to just connect with you all deeper and yeah so definitely be sure to be following in bloom podcast on instagram because that's usually where i will share if i'm doing a q a and where i'll give you all the chance to submit questions or dm me questions and that kind of thing so definitely be following that and then join the in bloom podcast facebook group as well if you're not a part of that but i'm super excited for this q a and you'll ask some good questions so i will definitely be getting to those um, and get to as many as I possibly can. I'm actually recording this podcast a week in advance. So I actually just recorded the podcast for the 23rd of May yesterday, and it's the 22nd today, and this one's not going to go up till the 30th. So this one's being recorded a little bit in advance. But with that being said, like my goal and gratitude, I'm trying to, well, not my gratitude, my goal. I'm thinking forward for the week of the 30th instead of just like setting a second goal for this week, if that makes sense, since I already recorded an episode um, this weekend. So, but I wanted to go ahead and get this done so that I wouldn't have to worry about it while I'm at home on vacation and while, or during this week, like when I'm working, because I know it's going to be hectic um, with work and like trying to go to spin class and make dinner and pack, or do laundry, that kind of thing. So, I knew things would be a little hectic and I also have um like two two appointments over the next three days so I was like I'm just gonna set myself up for failure if I don't record both of the podcast episodes this weekend so I wanted to go ahead and knock this out but before we get started let's start with a quote for this week um this quote is I know in my last last week's episode I talked a lot about 101 essays it'll change the way you think which is a book I'm reading right now and it's really really good it's worth the hype um and this quote is also from there even though last week's was from there as well my Pinterest quotes haven't really been hitting that hard lately they're all just things I've like seen before I think because I have literally sought out a quote every single week for my podcast for the last gosh when did I start this podcast 2019 fall of 2019 that is insane that this fall it's gonna be three years oh my gosh so for almost three years like two and a half I've been every single week I've been like digging for a quote and it's not like I just pick the first quote I see like I dig for a good one usually and sometimes I have a hard time picking between quotes because there's a lot of good ones but I feel like I am in a quote rut and nothing's really sticking out to me lately. And I feel like I've just probably seen mostly everything. So if a lot of my quotes for the next couple weeks and everything like that happen to end up being from this book, apologies in advance, but they're good quotes. So actually, sorry, not sorry. Um, but the quote is from the book and it is from the chap- the same chapter I actually talked about in last week's episode, which is the... 102 ways to not let irrational thoughts ruin your life chapter and i've just found this one to be very applicable to just my habits in my life and it's kind of very helpful for me and i feel like i have the whole thing highlighted almost not really but close to it um so the quote is 
let what you dislike about your present be a guiding light toward what you want to love about your future. And I really like this because when you're in a position where you, I mean, all of us could probably say that there's something about our current situation that we think could be better or that we would like to improve and maybe not. And if not, that is such a blessing and that's an amazing thing, but chances are there's something, whether it's just the lack of something you have in your life, or maybe you just feel like you don't have enough time or, you know, whatever, you just feel like something could be a little bit better. I think that a lot of times we just like accept that for as it is. And we don't really take note of it and try to keep ourselves from running into that same problem again and running into it again. And I know for me personally, like that's definitely something I have always done is when I've like felt a certain way, I don't think enough of it. And I think that it's so powerful to look at your current situation and then, you know, like take inventory of it, I guess you could say. And anything you don't like, you can literally use that as how you want to create goals or habits to shape a better situation for yourself for the future. And it's just like one of the easiest ways to like set goals and habits and everything is by doing that and looking at what you're not fond of in your current situation. Because I know for me personally, like there have been times when I'm like, oh, I don't like my current like workout routine because it just feels very redundant or it just feels like it doesn't mesh well with my schedule whatever it may be and I just kind of kept trying to force myself through it as if things would just magically get better but if I wasn't liking it then that just mean that means that I needed to do something to change it and I could have looked at that situation and said okay in the future, I like want to get to a point of working out at this time of day instead or doing these types of workouts instead because I don't like this aspect of my workout routine now. That's just like an example, but I just like that perspective, I guess you could say. And my goal for this week is to organize and I'm saying this for myself when I get back because for my trip because I started packing a little bit today. Um, on Sunday when I'm recording this and I'm just realizing that like underneath my sink I literally organized it probably two or and a half ish months ago and it's already like kind of a mess again and there's just some spots in like our little hall closet that we have like there are just things that I need to go through that I just I need to reorganize because like our hall closet used to be like neat and kind of empty and it's just like filled with random stuff and junk now I'm like okay I need to do something with this because it's like stressing me out every time I go under my sink or open this closet and I just want to organize one of those things um I don't care which one it is but definitely want to do it the week I get back because it felt so frantic when I was like trying to look for stuff earlier today so definitely want to do that and my gratitude is actually relative to this week when I'm recording this but I went and got a massage earlier today and I am just so thankful that I had the time and I took the time to do that and I'm just so thankful for the ability and the means to be able to do that because it's not something that I've ever done like a lot in my life like I had one massage when I was in grad school that was gifted to me and that was my first one ever and then when I moved here to Houston 
I ended up signing up for like Massage Heights has like a member program and I signed up for it right before they increased their prices. So you get like an hour massage for $60 and it's like monthly, but if you don't use it, it like you just have credits build up. So if I didn't go like this month, then I could go like twice next month or something like that. And I haven't been in two months because the person I was going to left and then um, I couldn't get booked with the person I wanted to be with um, that my friend had gone to and recommended. So I couldn't get booked with that person for a long time. So the time finally came and my intention was to get this massage done right after busy season. And it's literally the end of May and it just happened today, but it's just because this was like the first appointment I could get on the weekend. And it's, I literally feel like a new person because I didn't realize, I knew my neck was really, really bad. And like my, um, just like kind of shoulder area was just really bad from sitting at home and working from home. And I try to have good posture when I'm sitting. And I think I do sometimes, but sometimes when I get like really deep into my work, I completely lose my awareness of how I'm sitting. And I try to be really good because I have a like elevated laptop stand. So I'm never hunched over my laptop per se, but I do sit in like really weird positions sometimes. And I think that all of that like ends up just throwing my neck out of whack and especially from busy season two. And then like when I'm in the office, I definitely don't, I'm like definitely more hunched over my computer because I don't bring my little laptop stand with me to office. But anyways, I am so thankful for taking, like that I was able to take the time to do that today. And I just, my neck feels so good. Y'all don't understand how bad it felt. Like I woke up every morning in so much pain and throughout the day in so much pain and I told the girl like I'm so thankful that she was so attentive and intentional with like her work because I told her that you know like I work an office job and I'm an accountant so like I'm at my computer all day and she was like okay so you know let's you know focus I because I normally would do like a full body situation but I was like I think I want to focus on upper body so we did that and um she was so good with like my neck and then she also like massaged my jaw because she had asked if I got headaches often and I was like I do like not like every single day but I do get them pretty often and she asked where and I like told her mainly in like my like temple area and she said do you clench your jaw and I was like yeah like I definitely do because I noticed at the end of every week like my jaw hurts so bad that I just like don't even want to open my mouth or speak and she like literally massaged my jaw like up to my temple and like my scalp and it was just like so nice and it feels so good to be able to like move my neck all the way again because it was kind of stuck before and I didn't realize that like I knew it was in pain but I didn't realize how stuck it was like I couldn't look over my shoulder without feeling like a really intense strain and I really just couldn't even look over my shoulder at all because one it hurt so bad and it just felt like it was stuck and limited to where it couldn't turn like that unless I like really forced it to and it just feels so good now because I can like I'm like doing it right now as I'm talking like moving my head back and forth and I'm like my neck feels normal again like this is what it feels like oh my gosh it's the best feeling ever so super thankful for that um definitely something that I'm just like so grateful for because that like seriously impacts how you sleep and like how you feel every day and it gets to be such a burden when you don't like get it get help for it or get it taken care of in some way and in the past like that's what I always did I would just like hope it would go away and it would but then it would always like come right back and that's just like 
not ideal to deal with it that way. But let's go ahead and get into the questions for the Q&A. So first and foremost, um, this person asked, how long do you think you'll live in Houston? I have no idea. And I think I've probably answered this before, like on YouTube or on my social media, maybe even on the podcast. But I truly don't know. I mean, it's hard to like not have a set time when I'm like leaving because I'm so used to like college like I knew I'd be leaving after a certain number of years and I knew I was coming here and it's just weird to think that like that there's no really like time that is set for me to be leaving and I think I mean I'll be here unless like something moves me and my boyfriend away um whether that's like a job or you know, whatever it may be. Ideally, like, I, like, part of me always wishes I could, like, live at home, like, back home because I miss it so much, but I know that, like, me wanting to live there is because I miss it and not because I'd actually, like, thrive living there. Like, I I think I could with, like, a certain career and lifestyle, but, like, with what I'm doing now, not really, and I don't know. Like, I would always love to just because that's where I feel most like at peace and everything but at the same time like I know once I would get there I would miss the diversity and like the culture and the just how much more Houston has to offer and how much more there is to do um so I would miss that so much if I ever left it and so yeah I don't really like foresee a time of us leaving and I don't know it's just hard like growing up in a non-landlocked area and then moving to somewhere that's like kind of landlocked is like difficult and I think people who don't grow up with like a similar situation have a hard time understanding that because it doesn't seem like that big of a deal but when it's something that was a huge part of your life for so long and then you just don't have it in your life pretty much at all anymore and only for like small spurts of time every now and then and it's unpredictable when you are around it it's it's just a hard adjustment and that's a thing like I I can't say anything like oh I'll be here forever and I can't say I'm definitely moving somewhere else because I could see me staying here forever and I could also see us you know being somewhere else and trying something new but like as of right now like I definitely don't see us leaving like anytime soon so um the next question is how do you spend time with your significant other when life is so crazy So this is a really good question because I know all of us are busy people and we all have a lot going on. And for me, I am like an extremely independent person. I could literally be alone all day, every day and probably be okay. And I don't like that about myself. Um, It's a good thing, but it's it's kind of a double-edged sword because it's good that I'm very independent and I don't depend on other people. But at the same time, it's problematic in the sense that I can really isolate myself, um, especially in times of stress, because anything that is too stimulating around me is just causes me more stress when I am stressed. So I tend to just kind of isolate when I get really stressed out and I'm stressed out a lot. So it doesn't work that well. <laughs> but the way that we spend time together, we try to like things that we will already be doing if we notice that we aren't like spending a ton of time together, we'll try to like do them together. So things that you would be doing regardless of whether or not your significant other was like planning to do it with you. So whether that's chores, going to get a coffee, making dinner, that kind of thing, 
we try to be more intentional about those things because you're going to be taking the time to cook. You're going to be taking the time to make a coffee or get a coffee and you're going to be taking the time to clean regardless of whether or not you plan to do it with that person and regardless of whether or not you're like with somebody you would be doing those things anyways and taking the time out of your day to do them so I find that looking at those things you do and just doing them with your significant other it can increase the amount of time you spend together by like without having to take extra time out of your day if that makes sense and I think that that's one of the best things you can do when you are really really busy because it's overwhelming to think of having to cut more time out of your day for someone else when you feel like you don't even have that time to give especially if you don't even have time for yourself and so we like doing that like going and getting coffee together on the weekends um and we try to do date nights so like it doesn't have to be anything crazy like whether that's us making a dinner together and eating it at home or if we go to a restaurant and try a new restaurant together that's like one of our favorite things to do on the weekends every couple weekends we'll find a new restaurant that neither one of one of us have been to and then go try it together and we would be eating dinner regardless so and I don't ever like sometimes I'll like get ready for them and like you know make it a big deal in my head I'm like oh I've got to like make sure my hair looks good and like put on makeup and everything but then there's been other times where it's been like super casual and it's nothing crazy and then also just like walking my dog like sometimes I'll be like oh like let's just go on a walk together and that kind of thing because I'd be doing that anyways So I think that that's one of the best things you can do. Obviously, it's much harder if you're like long distance. If you're long distance in that situation, I would say the same advice, but just do FaceTime like while you're folding laundry or while you're cooking dinner or putting away dishes. So you're not having to necessarily take extra time out of your day, which some people may not think that's good advice because you're kind of multitasking you're not fully focusing on that person and some people may would be bothered by that I personally wouldn't be bothered if I was like long distance and my boyfriend was like folding laundry while talking to me but some people I know like you know want the full attention and that's just something you have to communicate with your significant other if that's the case so next question is what is the best thing that's happened to you so far in 2022 Ugh, this is hard um best thing my mind instantly went to like finishing the cpa but like that i don't think i care about as much as not even that i don't care about it i just think something that's been even bigger for me in 2022 is starting therapy and i think that's the best thing that's happened to me and it's both of the (laughs) I want to say it's the best and the worst thing that's happened to me and I say worst but I kind of mean it in a joking way because I have learned so much about myself I am some this is like really hard for me to admit and almost embarrassing for me to say out loud but I am definitely somebody that thinks or have thought at times like because of my perfectionism it's all because of my perfectionism it's not because I actually truly believe it if that makes sense but because of my perfectionism and how integrated it is into like all aspects of my life I truly for a long time felt that I couldn't be in the wrong because I tried so hard to always be right if that makes sense it wasn't because I truly thought I wasn't in the wrong because a lot of times I would know I was I just couldn't really get myself to admit it because it was me admitting that I failed despite trying so freaking hard to be perfect 
And that's really embarrassing for me to say out loud because I know that it's definitely something that's like not a good trait because it has affected like relationships in the past. It's affected my relationship now and that kind of thing. But it, why I said it's like one of the worst things that's happened to me. It's because I've learned all of these things about myself like that. Like I didn't really realize that. And I haven't even talked about that in therapy yet, but just from the few times I have gone to therapy, I've gone like five times so far. I have been able to think about like what we did talk about in therapy and it's caused me to further dig into myself outside of like my actual appointment and realize things like that, that I had a really hard time admitting I'm wrong and not necessarily like with like apologizing, like I can apologize and like that kind of thing, but I a lot of times would be wrong, but I would have such a hard time admitting it and I don't... I'm not proud of that, but that's something that I'm working on. And I think that it, it's so sad that like my perfectionism is like so far integrated into who I am that it got that deep to where it's like, oh, if I have to admit that I'm wrong, that means I failed because I put, I try so, so hard to be perfect. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> like there's nothing wrong with being wrong as long as you acknowledge you are. And, you know, move forward from it and that is definitely the best thing that's happened to me in 2022 because and I mean we we are literally at the still at the very tip top of the iceberg for me in therapy like I haven't even gotten to a lot of the really really deep stuff we've kind of just started out on the surface with like my career and like you know feeling just like lost like in the stage of life and just like um we're kind of scraping into like emotional vulnerability now which is something that I've always always struggled with my whole life um and that also kind of ties into me having a hard time with accepting that I'm wrong and that kind of thing so um yeah definitely starting therapy has been the best thing that's happened to me so far um someone asked if I could update on how Griffin is doing and um if you haven't like listened to my podcast before you just don't watch like my youtube channel or maybe you just i don't know maybe you just don't know uh griffin is my boyfriend that we i've been together with for like four and a half years or four years and seven months i think i don't know something like that and um he is doing really good he is working and kind of like slowly like kind of studying for the series 65 exam and yeah he's i mean doing really really well at work i'm so proud of him because he has truly proven himself um so well to the people he works with and he is doing so well in that regard and he's also just grown so 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 much as a person in the last like six to eight months maybe even a year and i'm it's just like so incredible when you're with someone for like a long period of time and you go through like very different stages of life together and you go through that growth together it's so incredible to not only see your growth as a couple but like I think something even more incredible than that is to see the person like grow individually like by themselves and that's like one of the beautiful things about relationships is when you can grow individually separately but like as you do that that makes you grow together even stronger because you can't grow together stronger as a couple if you aren't growing separately and individually and I think a lot of people always think of oh growing together as a couple and that's what they really emphasize but then they completely put growing as a person like on the back burner and think that everything has to be parallel with their partner and that's just like not 
really how it needs to be in my opinion like that's just my opinion it's not right necessarily but in my opinion I think that if you can you know grow in your own ways at your own paces it can provide for such a magical and like amazing change um, when you come together as a couple so I am really proud of him for just all that he has done like personally and professionally um in the last like year or so and it's been really cool like getting to experience like living in a new city to me it's not new to him since it's Houston's like where he's from but it's really cool to experience like this new phase of life together so next question is what's your source of motivation recently um honestly my source of motivation is all rooted in fear to be honest um which is probably not the best thing ever and I know last week we talked about fear and I'm going to probably end up talking about this with my therapist at some point or thinking about it further myself but I feel like all of my motivation like my whole life has come from fear like fear of not succeeding and fear of not which I guess I've already talked to my therapist about this um but not from the perspective of like how to shift my motivation into a like different perspective like kind of like what I talked about last week instead of like doing things because you fear them and doing things because you're actually like wanting to do them I know I talked about that last week I don't know how to shift from one to the other for that like I I know I literally talked about it last week on how you can do that but I need like further like insight into it for my personal situation in life because it's been so deeply rooted like in me to be motivated by like lack and fears of things rather than motivated by something I like want and desire so I don't know like it's my motivation is almost always just I'm scared of blank like I am scared of not being successful I'm scared of not having enough money I'm scared of not being able to provide for my future family I'm scared of being unhappy like all those things but the only the one thing I will say that I'm motivated like very motivated for and it's out of a place of desire is like my workout and like health and wellness routine and I feel like I truly am in a place of doing everything out of pure desire and not fear whereas before I used to work out out of fear of being out of shape and out of fear of not looking a certain way whereas now I work out because I desire the endorphin rush and I want to feel that way at the end of my day after a long hard day of work I want to feel that excitement that I get in my stomach when I am working and I remember that I get to go to spin class in three hours and I like live for that (laughs) and it's like the best feeling ever to have that shift because it definitely used to not be that way and I know I've talked about this a little bit before but it's been so incredible to see how different doing things and being motivated for things out of your desire is compared to doing things and being motivated for things out of your fear is like this is my first time realizing it like as I'm speaking it out loud right now like the biggest how big of a difference the just motivation feels and is and how much like better results are when you're doing things out of pure want and desire rather than the fear because it's everything else in my life I feel like right now it's like okay I'm doing this out of like fear 
whereas working out has truly been out of like desire so I have really been I don't know I'm very appreciative that I am at that place now but I think motivation is so difficult and I've talked a lot about motivation on this podcast and discipline so if you want to hear more on that definitely like look back or search like my podcast name and then search the word discipline or motivation and there are several episodes so if you want to hear that in detail you can but yeah next question is what's your favorite thing about post-grad life um my favorite thing about post-grad life is probably not having the study um I wanted to say like making like money but I have like thankfully been in a position where I've been like making like in a good enough amount I guess you could say a salary's worth amount um for the last like two-ish years so I am very very thankful for that but and that is a very great thing about post-grad life and I think that that's no, I, you know what? I guess I'll say not studying and making money. I'll say both of them because I. it's not that I don't think making money is like not a good thing because I've already been making money. I still think it's a great thing because you know your, your time's more free because you're not a college student anymore, so you're able to actually work like a full-time job um, and then make money. And I'm just really grateful that I'm able to save like majority of my salary like from my full-time job. So... I am really grateful for that, and um, I don't know. I, I think that when you get into post grad life, it's so conflicting because you're gonna feel like so many different feelings, and you really just have to cling on to like the good feelings. Like when you remind yourself that like you don't have to worry about a test, it feels really good. It's like just having a deep sigh of relief every time you remember, like, wow, I don't have to study for this, or I don't have to worry about like a pop quiz today, or <laughs> any of those things, and you know, you're able to, for the most part, like, actually be done with things, because in college, like, if you were, like, a studious person, you likely were always telling yourself you could be doing more, and there was always more that could be done, and in the real world, with most jobs, that's the case, it's going to be the opposite of that, like, you're going to show up for your job, and you're going to be done, and that's going to be it for the day, and then the rest of it's up to you, and you don't feel that guilt of, not doing more studying. Um, I will say in my job right now, I don't really feel that way I, because it feels like with things being work from home, which is a blessing in and of itself, but it's a double-edged sword because it puts you in a position where everybody knows everyone's working at home and or most people are working at home. And because they know that in most people, a lot of people's heads, they don't respect you having your time outside of work so it's like you they're like okay I know you work from home so that means you're really available whenever I want you to be and that kind of puts me in a position where I feel like I can never really shut off work because if I'm at home that means that I could be working and like could be doing something so and it's not that way all the time but there are definitely times when it's like that especially like during the week when it's a weeknight I have still not really switched out of like busy season mindset like I'm not in busy season mode in terms of like working the hours I was but I'm still in the busy season mindset of thinking like I need to like make sure I'm available until you know like 8 p.m at least and I'm like why am I doing that like if I have finished my work for the day and like submitted what I need to submit and you know I am just getting my stuff done like 
I should be able to like log off without feeling guilty but like I can't still do that yet like I can log off and go to spin class but I always make sure I like get on and like see if anybody like needed anything when I get back and I don't always do that I've been better about you know not getting on when I get back but I definitely like if I get an email or something or a ping like I will get to it when I get home instead of just like saving it for the next day and I need to like stop doing that um that's just me not having good boundaries though but that was a tangent um next question is top three coffee places in houston um this person's moving here in two weeks so i have a lot of favorite places in houston i'm on a big brass tacks kick right now um it's in east downtown and i love their iced lattes with oat milk and they have like they make their syrups i think i'm pretty sure they do and they have a cinnamon syrup and i get like half cinnamon syrup and half white mocha syrup with an iced oat milk latte and it is so freaking good it's like a very specific taste and coffee flavor and i love it i also really like um la la land their perfect latte is literally perfect and amazing um and they're a great coffee shop and they just opened here in houston but they started in california i think but there's one in dallas I also really like um, Blendon. Blendon's really good, and they have, like, very cool, different coffee. So, like, if you're in the mood to try, like, something different that you can't really get anywhere else, I definitely recommend Blendon. I also really like... I'm literally giving you more than three because I can't pick a top three because I go through phases of loving each one of these places more than the other, and it just depends. <laughs> so, another good one is Segundo. Um they're in like a really cool location that's kind of east downtown area as well and they have just like good like their coffee itself like their espresso and stuff just like tastes really good um and then i really like siphon that is on alabama street and they have like wine and that kind of thing too um i believe in the evenings and they're really good i haven't tried any of their food i like day six a lot um that's downtown they have a really good like iced matcha latte if you like matcha and then they also have like good um regular like lattes of their own and i'm definitely forgetting oh um the coffee bar at fourth and nomad in the heights so good i the iced teddy graham latte is one of my favorite coffees ever um it's literally like cinnamon and honey and iced oat milk latte and it's phenomenal and i love that you can like bring your dogs in they always give your dog a treat if you bring your dog in and it's really really good and i've had a few others but they aren't standing out to me right now in my head so that means i probably didn't like care for them enough to go back but i'm definitely probably forgetting somewhere um i also there's places i haven't tried that i want to though like i haven't tried common bond and i've heard that's really good um and there's a couple other places that I would like to try that I haven't yet. But those are like probably my top, I don't know how many, I said six or seven options. So, but there's a lot of places here for coffee. So that's for sure. Um, next question is, do you see yourself working in tax for the rest of your life? No, I don't. Um, I get really confused with this sometimes because some days I'm like, this isn't the worst thing ever. Like I could see myself doing this for a little bit, but then other days, and I know I've said this before on the podcast, but other days I'm like enduring one more second of this feels like hell. Like that's literally it's, there's no in between it's, I don't know. And it's not even that there's no in between. Cause it's like, I guess there is because I never feel like passionate about it 
if that makes sense. I just feel like okay. So it's like I either feel this is okay or I'm like this is literally the worst thing ever. And I just feel like I as a person, as emotional of a person as I am, I shouldn't be in something like that. Um, and it's sad because I like tried to convince myself that this is like, just like what I like, like a lot and care about, but it's like, at the end of the day, I really don't. And I think a recent, um, sort of realization I've had is that, you know, for a long time, I thought that I wanted to, um, you know, maybe open up my own practice one day and, you know, mainly focus on like individual clients and just kind of like work for myself in that way. But I have a really hard time seeing myself doing that because I have learned through my job that I don't think I like the individual, um, like tax compliance very much. And I actually prefer like some of the other stuff I'm doing more, which is shocking. Cause when I first started, I was like so excited to get on an individual engagement and, now that I've like kind of worked on a lot of different stuff I'm like I it's kind of at the bottom of my rank in terms of what I enjoy most and it's weird because I thought I would like it more because I I thought it would feel more like personable but it doesn't because I'm not the person maybe like if I was at a higher up position like within my firm I'm sure it starts to feel more personable at that point but like I'm not the one talking to like the client or anything and I am just doing like all the work like or not all of it, but a lot of it. And then it's getting reviewed. And then, you know, the higher up people are the ones that are actually speaking with the client themselves. And part of the reason I think why I struggle with like my individual engagements is because I just have, it it depends on like the teams you're on too. And I think like my individual teams, I, I don't know. It's just like, I, I have like one team that I love so much and I just like wish all my teams like felt that way if that makes sense but and I just feel like I haven't learned a lot in individuals I have like when I compare it to others so that's like made me question everything because I'm like I don't I can't see myself doing that now because I just don't like it and I don't know it's just weird and maybe and it might just be the specific you know engagements and clients I'm on because I know one of my one of the ones I'm on is like just definitely very like difficult and complex in terms of like the actual work itself so maybe that's why because I'm just like jumping into something I don't know how to do and it's really hard so starting out that's like obviously overwhelming but I don't know I think um I don't know what my life holds like what my future holds at all like I could see myself doing something completely different I could see myself you know maybe sticking it out and then ending up elsewhere but I have a hard time like thinking that I would do that and like voluntarily do it do that knowing um how I feel now I guess but we'll see I'm really I'm really just not trying to like jump to any decisions right now because I know that I'm just going through a lot right now like that is hard for me emotionally I'm just going through a lot of change and I know that I don't want to be making any big decision like life decisions when I'm just like not in a very stable place mentally and emotionally, if that makes sense. So I'm just like really like trying to like soak up everything I can knowledge wise and I'll be here, like I'll be doing this. I mean, I say here talking about like my company, but I'll be doing this, whether it's, you know, at my firm or not, like for however long, like I can, I guess. And that could be, that could be a long time or it could not be. It just kind of depends. I don't really know (laughs) because 
I can't really speak to it yet because it's just it has been six months almost six months so yeah um I don't see myself doing it for the rest of my life and it's hard because like I really want to be a professor but that requires staying getting like at least five years of experience in public accounting and I just don't I don't know if I have five years in me honestly I don't I don't know if I could do that many more busy seasons (laughs) so we'll see though you never know um so I don't know but next question is tips for the post-grad life adulting and setting routine and career so when I saw this I was like okay I need to sit down and like think about what I'm going to say because also by the way like this Q&A sometimes I plan I kind of like make bullet points of like what how I want to respond the answers but like this one I am doing completely like unplanned um so when I first like glanced at this my first thought was have no expectations and I actually think that that's probably the best advice I can give in terms of post-grad life I think that so many people get so like down in the dumps about post-grad life including myself because of the expectations you set you set the expectation to get used to it really quickly and as a result when you aren't used to it and you haven't gotten comfortable with it and the amount of time you expected yourself to that results in you feeling disappointed in yourself and feeling like you're not doing something right and you know you may set an expectation because you have a friend that's like a year older than you and they're in post-grad life and they moved to a city and it looks like they're thriving so you see that and you set the expectation of I want my life to like look like that or to I want to have friends like they do and do things like they do well you set an expectation and when you don't reach it once again that's going to cause you to feel disappointed and upset and sad and I think for post-grad life you know there's so much that's like up in the air and like so much is just truly entirely up to you you know like how you want to spend your weekends like what job you want to do like you are truly you know the author of all of that so it's like you don't need to set any expectations because chances are just with the way your life is going to be right out of college things are so unpredictable and things can change any moment and one day you will feel on cloud nine and the next day you will want nothing more than to retreat to being like your nine-year-old self like it is truly a roller coaster of emotions and i think the best thing you can do for yourself is just not have any expectations set so that you don't set yourself up for disappointment when you don't achieve these expectations because it's kind of unrealistic to be setting expectations for something you've never experienced in the first place you know what i mean like why i don't know like there's nothing else in our life i feel like that we really like set hard expectations for before we've experienced that thing ever in our lifetime it's like once we are in it and have experienced it a little bit then we're like okay I expect for you know me to be able to do this in my job after this amount of time but you never expect yourself to do things and get things like accomplished necessarily right out of the gate like before you've even started um because everything is just so unpredictable and up in the air so that's my best piece of advice I could give and I think setting routine in your career I think that this all needs to boil down to you identifying like what you care about and what you value like I've talked about a lot over the last two weeks on the podcast because if you like please just do that before you do anything else when it comes to you know getting in a routine and post-grad life and for your career because 
if you put that to the side and you don't, you know, ask yourself, you know, what do I care about most in value when you are making these, you know, plans for your career or you're just trying to live your post-grad life, if you don't consider yourself at all, you're going to end up considering other people's desires and opinions more than your own if you don't take that time to really prioritize yourself first. And that's probably the two best pieces of advice I can give for just getting into the whole post-grad life and everything like that. Next question is any recent book recommendations? Um, yes, I, as y'all know, I'm currently reading 101 Essays Will Change What You Think. I definitely recommend that, especially if you just want something that's easy to pick up and put down. Um, I've been reading like a chapter of that a night, or at least trying to, and I love it. I also recently read, which I think I told y'all about it, um, Summer of 69 by Ellen Hildebrand. That was really good, and I want to read more by her. I'm probably going to start 20, I think it's 28 summers is what it's called. It's either 28 or 29 summers. I don't know which one it is, but I think it's 28. And I want to start that, I think, um, sometime this week, maybe for when I like go home to have like a beachy read to read. So maybe I'll start that, but I like her books and they're just like very comforting for like the summertime. And I know she has like other series and stuff that kind of revolve around like the summertime. Um, and those are really the only two things I've like read recently. I read, what did I read at the beginning of this year? I think I read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo at the beginning of this year. And yeah, I think I read that in January and that was like phenomenal. One of my favorite books ever. So definitely read that. Um, Next question is advice on how to not be so exhausted when getting up so early and getting back home so late. Um, This person specifically says they have an hour commute each way from their internship. So this is really hard. And... I think that you just need to, one, accept that, like, you're going to be tired and it's okay because you are doing a lot by, you know, having this internship and being so, like, plugged in all day long and then having to commute an hour there and back. That is a lot. So, like, you need to not be so hard on yourself and, you know, kind of remind yourself, like, okay, it's okay if I'm tired. It's okay if I don't have a lot of time to you know, or energy to like do something at the end of the day because I did a lot today. And I think that you need to prioritize getting enough rest, like meaning sleep and also just like resting your body intentionally. Um, Definitely try to at least get, you know, like seven hours of sleep or however much you know you need because everybody's different. Um, And just try to structure your routine in a way that allows for that because if you try to neglect your sleep, like it's only going to end up in you being more tired in the end. And I also think um, just, like, doing small things that, like, will make you feel more rested while you're, like, so, for example, if on your commute, like, listen to music that sort of just makes you feel calm, like, so you're not, like, just (laughs) kind of stressing yourself out for no reason. Like, I don't know, some people I know are, like, super sensitive to music, so it's, like, they don't want to listen to a certain genre because it makes them, you know, feel, like, stressed or chaotic or hectic or whatever um so like definitely like listen to podcasts or music or something that just makes you feel at peace and like good on your commute so that that kind of rests your mind and your soul before you like go and do something like that is just really taxing on you mentally during the day um and I definitely I'm I'm sorry that you have to do that commute because that really does stink. And I think you also just need to remind yourself that it's temporary, hopefully. Hopefully you're not in that position for, like, 
a super long period of time. So that was always something that helped me like with my internship that I like didn't enjoy that much. I just kept reminding myself this is temporary and it will eventually come to an end. And like just repeating that to myself honestly helped me get through it. So yeah, but I hope you definitely find the time to take care of yourself and um, make sure you prioritize your rest. The next question is how have you been doing? I've been doing good. Um, Definitely been doing a little bit better in ways as of recently, but also just like still struggling with feeling just like conflicted with like, I don't know, and just lost. And like, I know I've talked about that so much, so I'm not going to talk about it anymore now, but just kind of like sorting through that and like accepting that it's okay for me to feel this way and just trying to take things one day at a time. Um, because that is truly the best you can do (laughs) when you just feel like confused and lost is to take things one one day at a time, you know, stop being so hard on yourself and stop putting so much pressure on yourself and truly just day in and day out, like take things as they come and try not to be too forward thinking and try not to dwell too much on your past. And that's just kind of like what I've been really trying to prioritize lately. Um, I've just been trying to like do the best I can every day and like tell myself that that's enough and I don't know I'm just kind of like in a phase of like I am feeling lost but at the same time I'm learning a lot about myself so I think that that will be helpful for me in the future hopefully but next question is favorite travel spots so I like am not somebody that's been on a lot of vacations to like new places for the intention of a vacation if that makes sense I like when I think of like the last however many like let's just say like four or five years most of my travels have been to go home to Panama City Beach or it's been to go visit a friend that lives in another city so like I visited my friend in Seattle um or visiting like my friends in their college towns you know like that kind of thing and that's just how it's been but I think it's just because like I don't know as a young adult like it's kind of hard to like like vacations are expensive (laughs) you know like it's hard to just like go on vacations frequently and I guess like as a family growing up we typically just went to other beaches which is kind of weird when you think about it because like we grew up on like a beautiful beach and when we would go on vacation we often just times just went to another beach and like our beach at home is usually prettier so it was just like funny that that was like what we did but um we did go to Lake Tahoe I remember my freshman year of high school and I absolutely love Lake Tahoe we went in the summer for a paddleboard race and I participated in it and it was really fun um and we stayed like in a cabin in the woods and like the trees there are so beautiful the mountains are beautiful the lake is so pretty um and I really really love Lake Tahoe and that's somewhere I really want to go back and visit um I have been to Seattle and I've been twice I think have I been twice or have I been three times no I've been twice um and I went once in the winter and once in the fall and it was gorgeous in the fall um it was cold but it was very gorgeous like the fall colors in the west are so beautiful in the pacific northwest um especially as somebody who's not really used to seeing them and then I went to Boston recently, like in October, November of last year. And it was, I loved Boston so much. It was beautiful. Um, and I'm, I'm honestly just naming places I've been. These aren't necessarily my favorite places. My favorite place I've probably been to though is probably like 
Lake Tahoe and then I went to Cabo and Cabo was really pretty. That was my first time going out of the country and that was with my boyfriend's family four summers ago. So that was pretty soon after we started dating, like eight months after we started dating, I think. So um, it was really nice of them to take me along with them for that. And I'm trying to think of other places I've like been that have just like really stood out to me. But I'm telling y'all, I really have not taken like a true vacation to a new place with the intention of it being a vacation like ever in my adult life because it's always been I am going to this place to visit my friend that lives in this place and I haven't been on like a vacation in the sense of like oh I'm gonna go to this new place and just relax and sightsee and eat like it, it like I haven't done that like a lot of my trips have just been to see other people or go to a city I haven't been to before and then like we're trying to see everything possible in that city because we're not there for a long period of time so that's like kind of how Boston was like we were busy because we were trying to see anything and everything and I've been like New York City once and that was when I was a junior in college and we were there for less than 72 hours I think and we saw so much within that time frame but it wasn't necessarily relaxing because we were we walked 24 miles in the span of two days just from going to New York and trying to see so much. Um, I Places I really want, I want to follow this up though with places I really want to go. I really want to go to Miami. We have friends that live in Miami and I'd like to one, like see them and visit them and to like go to Miami. But I don't want to go to Miami and do like the club scene in Miami. I want to go to Miami and have like a relaxing trip and just like try the food there and like cocktail bars and stuff like I don't want to go for the I'm not like a club scene type of person so I know that that's the nightlife of Miami is like very popular and that's what brings a lot of people there but I really want to go and experience just like the beach life there and like see how different it is and also just like the food because I've just heard amazing things about the food there and I also really want to visit um I want to do like a Pacific Coast Highway trip and reading Malibu Rising made me want to do that so badly that's like been in the back of my mind I want to go to like Malibu and like small beach towns in California because my parents when they were like my age like lived together in a small place in California and I kind of want to go see that like where they live and I also just really want to see like the west coast because all I've seen of the west coast is um when I went to Cabo and that was like my first time seeing like the Pacific Ocean which was like core memory honestly because like growing up on the gulf of mexico like it's very different than the pacific ocean so like i remember being so intentionally present when i saw the pacific ocean for the first time because i wanted to remember that moment like because it just felt like such a big deal because it's a freaking huge ocean um so i also really want to i want to go back to lake tahoe and i want to visit like um i'd really like to go to like some national parks um I'd like to go to Canada because my family, like on my dad's side, is from Quebec. So I'd like to like visit that area. But it's just cold. Like, <laughs> and right now, like, I don't know. I've always been somebody who likes the cold and can appreciate it. But I'm starting to like realize I just, I thrive so much more in the warm sunlight. So <laughs> thinking about going somewhere cold right now just doesn't sound enjoyable but obviously I wouldn't be going right now and I also want to visit just like random places I haven't been like um I'm trying to think of just like some places like I've been to Nashville like when I was seven but I haven't been as an adult so I'd like to go there 
Um, I'd like to visit my friends in Atlanta. I have a lot of friends in Nashville, so it's like why I want to go to Nashville too. And then I also really want to go to like Chicago because um, I haven't been there. I want to visit um, like Cape Cod, Martha's Vineyard, Charleston. Um, there's lots of places I'd like to see that I haven't seen. Wow. But like, honestly, I don't know about you guys. I'm like really going on a tangent with this, but the idea of vacation is just like, it sounds nice, but like the execution of it is just exhausting in my head because it's so much planning. It's so much money and I'm such a routine person. So it's overwhelming for me to think about being thrown out of that and being in a place where I can't do the things that I do all the time. But like, I, that's just me and my desire for control and consistency, which I know I talked about last week and last week's episode. I have such a strong desire for consistency and control. So like being pulled out of my routine is something that like freaks me out. And I tend to like put up a wall and resist it if that's the case. So I feel like that's kind of how I get with vacation, but there's also just, I'd, I'd love to go to like Hawaii someday. Um, and literally so many places like, Growing up, I always really wanted to go to Australia. Um, kind of scared of Australia though, because they have like a lot of, I feel like scary like animals, <laughs> like big spiders and stuff like that. And that freaks me out. Um, so I don't know. There's like lots of places I want to go that I haven't seen, and I think I want like in my head I want to be this person that like sees the world and travels the world. But realistically, who I am at my core, like my life just doesn't really allow for that. But I think as I get older, I'm going to have like a better appreciation for traveling. And I think when I take a true vacation, finally, like actually going somewhere I haven't been, or even if it's going somewhere I have been, but like truly just resting the entire time, I will probably want to go on vacations more because that's the thing. I've always been visiting other people and not like truly resting because like even when I go home, like I call it a vacation, but most of the time when I've gone home, I'm either like still working from home um whether that's like my actual job or I'm um doing YouTube related stuff and like just like actually like taking time to like unplug be completely like not working and rest I'm sure my perspective of vacation will change but as of right now um where I'm at in life it's kind of overwhelming to me for whatever reason and I hate that it is and I want to change that so that's all I'm going to answer um for this week's Q&A because I know this episode's already kind of long but thank you for asking questions I tried to get to most of them and a lot of you all were asking about just like advice for post-grad life and adjusting to that. And I know it's because a lot of you all are in the same phase of life. And I only answered like really, I feel like one of those questions, but my best thing to say to you was like, just listen to the rest of like my podcast episodes, because I feel like everything I say kind of ties back to me dealing with and adjusting to post-grad life, if that makes sense. So definitely, um, listen to the rest of the episodes if you haven't and you were somebody who asked like those questions because I'm sure I've talked about that type of stuff already in episodes before or I know I have um so a lot of it will probably pertain to you in some way or another even if it's like not directly said oh this is for post-grad life everything I talk about about I feel like is a result of like my current circumstances I feel like so hopefully that helps but um thank you so much for asking questions and thank you so much for listening and be sure to follow in bloom podcast and on Instagram and join the Emblem Podcast Facebook group and I will talk to you all next week.